left my dad's coat at a show The sound man found it, don't you know It took a while for me to get it back But we stayed in touch and made each other laugh And then we found a date that fit To meet up We recorded it In a hotel That's how the blue coat Hello people of the universe and welcome to a very special bonus episode of the Blue Coat Diaries. Bonus because I'm away right now on a holiday in Dorset, having a nice time, probably eating a scone or a scone. You say, well, how do you say that, Mark? Scone or scone? We had this conversation the other week, dude, and I think it's a scone. You told me you'd excommunicate me if I called it a scone. No, it's the other way around. I, I call it a scone. I, I, I think I think you've you, you've got cross wires here. That's not how it went. I've got I've got video and audio evidence of this. I don't say scone. That's what posh people say. Scone is it? Yeah, is it? Can, Listen, I, can I have a scone? Look, yeah. I, I think I think we're getting too deep into the weeds on this already. Okay, so are you going west country? Is that where you're going? Listen, or where you are currently, Doctor I've heard Who or whatever that, your time. I've heard that out there there are awards for podcasts, and I'm pretty confident that we are <laughs> not <gonna win> generating <laughs> some material right now that right. will be used. They'll play it when they do the nominations. So they go, the nominations are, and they go, right, the Blue Coat mm. Diaries, and it will go straight to this bit of scone, scone yeah. material. It's anyway, I'm on holiday. That's the point I'm making. But You're we've on got holiday. a super I'm duper guest. We've got a special guest today. Uh-huh. We mentioned her last week. Her name is Kezia Gill. She's already brilliant and already amazing. Uh-huh. But I'm telling you, Mark, I'm good at predicting these things. I think she's going to become a huge star. And she's going to be on the show very soon. Mark, are you okay? Am I, I am okay. I, I, I'm, I'm fine. Um, it's been a busy, <laughs> busy couple of Weeks, Just because days, you look, months. you look very dishevelled today. Thanks, mate. Yeah, it's always yeah. the confident boost that I need when I come on here and you say, say how tired I look because I do look really tired. I well, look like I've been sure living in right. a field for four days, I'm which we're not going to talk in. about because we've got a time travel and we've got to talk about that in a bit when we release the one that goes out before this one. Yeah, let's not confuse everyone, but we will talk about that at another point. <laughs> so here's the thing. Kazia's coming on soon and yeah, as you know... Brilliant. Uh, listeners, we don't ask questions to our guests because we know that we'd mess no, that up. So no, we, don't. we have built, well, I say we, it's like the royal we. Mark has built a droid for that uh-huh. very purpose. Now, he's not I been did, on yeah. this season yet. We've no. mentioned him, but he's not been on. So uh, we're very excited because we're going to fire him up for the first time. Let's hope he works. Let's hope he's yeah, not Yeah, I like, mean, who knows? I mean, it, it's arguable that he doesn't particularly work very well, you know, running yeah, at optimum. on a good week. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but before we fire him up, I think it's time to have his jingle, which we've not heard for ages. So let's okay. have WD41's theme tune. Okay, let's just. I've got a button. He's a robot droid, and you'll miss him when he's gone. He's WD41. It's been a while since I've heard that, Johnny. Remember the first it's time I played that? You yeah. think you said something like that? Well, that is a lot. That's a lot. <laughs> yeah. To give him his full title, his full title is WD. Whoa! I can't do that today. My voice is totally not hitting those notes. Four one. So WD four one. If you've not listened to the podcast before, perhaps you're tuning in because you're. In fact, you probably will be tuning in because you're a big Kezia Gill fan, and you're thinking, oh, I can't wait for this interview. So just to explain it, Mark made a droid that can use AI to create questions. So that is all genuinely going to happen in a moment. It's going to think, isn't it, Mark? Like a Terminator. It is. It is. I mean, do you want me to boot him up and we'll have a quick chat and see what he's been up to? Yes. Okay. All right. Let's uh, let's, let's, uh, see how he is. Says hello, Johnny. Hey, WD41. How are you doing? I'm oh, so nice that you're back on the show. Like, really excited to have you with us. How are you getting on? He called you a fucking sycophant. Um, uh, okay. Uh, what have you been up to, um, WD41? 
Okay. Well, he said he's mostly been um, uh, working as a ticket touting bot, scamming, scamming tickets off of comedy shows. And oh. uh, he's now now in an open relationship with an air fryer. Okay, well, air fryers don't get enough of a mention on this show. Mark, you touch <laughs> on that every single week. Like You're definitely trying to get like a product placement thing with that. The week one gets sent to us, you're going to be like, it's like Christmas Day for you when that turns up. Mate. I'm never, I'm never going to hear the end of it from from Toby from from the uh, Brain Drain podcast over at the uh, the skateboarding one. Right. If, if we if we don't get one, it's good to have you back, WD for one. Please try and cut the swearing down to a minimum because we've got a very special guest coming on in a moment, and we don't want oh. to put her off or annoy her because she's brilliant. So I'll try um, and filter it out. We'll get through loads of this when we talk to her. But I saw Kezia play a show, and she was so so impressive and I, I became a fan on the spot and i found out at that show because she mentioned it that recently she supported the boss she supported bruce springsteen at high That's park quite, so quite you know cool. i'm not going to read out like a wikipedia thing about all these different things she's done because we can talk about that but also what more do you need to know good enough for the boss good enough for the blue coat diaries podcast and uwd41 don't you think mark I think possibly a bit too good, but you know we're we're gonna just we're, gonna, we're not gonna you know we're we're gonna take this one. As, as we have a win. said that we have said that before about guests we've had. We've had, we have off air said how is this guest like how, how are we going to get that? this guest? They're way too good for this podcast. So let's not break trend. We'll do that again. Um, Shall we see if we can get Kezia into the room? Is she in the lobby? Can we do that? I now? think we can do that. Okay. okay. Please welcome to the podcast all the way from Derby. The amazing Kezia again, everybody. Whee! Great waiting room, guys. Great, great waiting room. <laughs> Good selection of magazines. <laughs> oh, cool. We might you, need uh, to notch the mic down a little bit, Kezia. It's gone up a bit. But yes, uh, I'm glad you liked the waiting room. It's better than Johnny's. Uh, we did hang some pictures in it rather than just this bland, you know, uh, limbo for the apocalypse that Johnny sits in every week. Did you make use of the snacks in the waiting room, Kezia? Did you help yourself to anything? What did you have? Any sweets or uh, Yeah, I, I, I left the nuts because, you know, a choking episode could have been imminent and that's never good for, for audio. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the the you know the, the free martinis were much appreciated. Well, that this this podcast is fueled on such things. So listen, first of all, thank you for coming on. We are both very excited about having you here. Yeah. And second of all, we need to introduce you to our droid. It's just slightly camera shy now. We've gone to YouTube with this podcast, <laughs> so he's slightly off camera. But yeah, I'm sure he'll he say hello, Mark, won't he? I'm sure he'll say uh-huh. hello to Kezia. He says hello, Kezia. <laughs> no. It's quite a flirty quite, tone as well. That it was, was quite flirty. It was a bit flirtatious. Uh, <laughs> I'm yeah. going to have to watch him. I mean, you know, he's, um, yeah, yeah. You, you do have to watch him. He gets a bit out of hand pretty quickly, I mean, I'm, actually. I mean, I'm no air fryer, always... but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Things you weren't expecting to say today. Absolutely. So, so it begins. <laughs> he... <laughs> He is going to come up with some questions for you. Uh-huh. Mark will translate, but are you ready uh-huh. to be interdru- interviewed by our droid? As ready as I will ever be. All right, let's okay. go for it then, Mark. Come on. All right. WD, can we have a question for Kezia? Okay. WD says, in the fast-paced music industry, is it easy... Or it is easy to get caught up in the hustle. How do you find time to relax and unwind? And what's your go-to activity to recharge your creative batteries? Oh, good question, WD. Um, Mm. I've actually been asked this one before, and so the answer never changes, and it's really boring, but I love cleaning. (laughs) Right, okay. I I know. I apologise for the nervous (laughs) breakdown you must be having seen what's behind me. Don't. Mark's looking for a cleaner. I'll be there in an hour. <laughs> it's, You're only down road. It's because the music industry is quite, um, it's up and down. There's no, there's never any set destination. There's never any sort of, I, I know what I'm doing and where I should be, but there's never any like real end goal. And it's quite, like you said, fast paced. Things can change up all the time. And I like 
regime i like to to know what i'm doing what the task is and what the end result will be and i don't always get that with music so with say cleaning say for example cleaning my mirror i know what i need to do i can do the task and i end up with a lovely streak free mirror and it gives me an enormous sense of well-being because it's a task Mm. i do it I achieve what I, I went to set out, you know, and music's just not like that. You can apply to play a festival, you do everything you're supposed to do, and then you get the rejection email and you're like, but but I did everything I was supposed to do. And it's, it's the, re- yeah. I like the reward of cleaning something or organizing yeah. something like, you know, you've all, we've all got that crazy drawer that's just full of everything in the house that has no home. I cleaned that recently mm-hmm. and I can honestly say, the satisfaction that gave me probably outshines uh, any gig I've ever done. <laughs> I mean, I, mean, I, I, had I, I get it. I had currency from countries that don't even exist anymore. <laughs> it's like, I found some Dutch guilders the other day. Yeah, right, like pre-Euro currency. Um, exactly. But yeah, I, I'd, I yeah, just so finished cleaning. listening to... Sorry, sorry to interrupt. I just finished listening to Sean Ryder's book, which is really funny. And he amazingly kind of said the same thing as you as in he said he loves washing up like he absolutely loves washing up he loves that time he spends washing things up and getting them clean and putting them to one side and he said his family just don't understand it obviously they're happy for him to do it but it's like a real happy place for him so (laughs) maybe there's a bit of a kindred spirit there for you i love completing those tasks but being as, as quite, I mean, I, I'd imagine very ADHD undiagnosed as I am. It's one of those things that's like that goes down my priority and my other priorities, and I just get distracted by things and those jobs. But I will say, one of the worst moments, it's got, it's got to be top 15 of my life, was the other day coming back after four days in a field and then um, coming back to, to looking after a four and a half year old because I single dad him for the rest of the time. And discovering that there was a filter on my dishwasher that I didn't know was exist. So I opened the dishwasher and went, that's not right. <laughs> and when I found that, that was, the cleaning that was probably one of the, the top 15 worst moments of my life. That was not okay. And then when I got it done, the satisfaction was there. Well, yeah. I didn't know, I've had that dishwasher for years. That was a hidden filter and it wasn't okay. They should, that shouldn't, that's a, that should be illegal. That's like the worst kind but of surprise. I, oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely not. I know where it is now, though. I'll, I'll look at it again in another four years, I, I suppose. Well, you know say. where to go. You know where to go, Mark, if you need that filter cleaning next time. You know... I wouldn't. You know someone that's, that's bang up for the job. It's a dishwasher. How did it have that much hair in it? I don't understand. <laughs> oh, my God. Right, come on, let's have another question. Okay. Let's fire him up. Okay. Um, I don't know if this is true. WD says, we've heard that you're quite the foodie. If your musical career were a recipe, what ingredients would it include to make it the most delicious and unforgettable experience for your listeners? Oh, I don't know. Is that I true? Don't, I don't know if food? I just... I mean, I like food. <laughs> I Can eat I just it. jump in there and say... After I watched Kezia's show, we went out and got some food and she took a photo of it. So, you know, maybe that is evidence that you do <laughs> like your food. When you say went out, I mean, you're on a boat. I mean, it's a big oh, ship. Ship, You're on a ship. ship. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a big ship, but I mean, going out on a ship is, is kind of... Can you go out on a ship? You can, can't you, on the one we yeah, were Yeah, you, you can. There's like different varying levels of restaurant and of eating experience. Um, but... <laughs> With with Johnny and I, you both, think people would just go to the good ones. <laughs> you would think, um, but no. The, the reason I was taking photographs of my food is because my husband and I are currently in this like dieting situation, and I was promising oh, that I would be good because temptation is everywhere on the ship. It's the food is pretty much yes. twenty four hours, and you know, forget just the salad. It's it's the three course mm-hmm. meal at every opportunity so by way of taking a photograph of everything i ate it was kind of me keeping up my side of the deal but on this one occasion um i think it was the saturday or the friday uh, johnny and i had both been sort of going to the going to the gym and eating well all through the week and we'd said look let's go to this american diner have a bit of a blowout um and yeah the yeah. food was fantastic i wouldn't say i'm a foodie i do enjoy my food um but i suppose really trying to make a song is is very much like trying to make a cake all the right ingredients have to come together 
and uh, you know the, the the more good stuff you put into it, the better it tastes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what was he wanting to know? Was he saying? Was well, WD once? I, I don't know. Was he saying? What was the end of the question? Because it's quite a long question. Was he saying your career or your you know no, like what your music saying, is like? If your music career were a recipe, what so ingredients would it include to make it? And in a delicious and unforgettable experience. All right, is that even doable to describe your that, career? It's a weird question. I now read it back. Food I items. Mean, <laughs> likening my career to food items is genuinely a new one on me. Um, I yeah. feel like I should have one of those like blind date style answers where it's like a little bit of spice, a little bit of heat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I just, I'm not, I'm not that cool. I just, I just think like as long as it tastes really nice and yeah. people enjoy it, I'm happy. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. And that's how I cook. I make it up as I go. And it usually, I've been told I'm a very good cook. I just never, I've never had a recipe for anything. No. I'd say at the moment, it's probably got some pretty nice ingredients, some sweet ingredients, right? Because it feels to me like you're really flying along at the moment. Is that right? Would you, would you agree with that? Like in terms of all the things you've done, because we chatted about that a bit when we were away. I feel like at the moment, it, it feels like you're you are cooking. Just to bring it back to the uh, food thing there. It feels like you actually are cooking. Well, Come on, Steve. Do you know what? I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to admit, and I'm not ashamed to say, things are going really well. And it's sort of off the back of probably 15, nearly 20 years worth of like the proverbial slogging away. Um, yeah. You know, pubs, clubs, back of the lorry can, you know I've, I've done the lot i can attest to it i can attest to it i mixed some of them like 15 <laughs> something years ago and uh yeah so it's it is nice now that the kind of fr- fruits of my labor there's another one for you um are starting mm, to uh, are starting to ripen and it's i never i would never sit here and say oh you know i've made it think things are going amazing but they're certainly going more how I would want them to, how I envisioned them going. Um, yeah. And it's nice. It's a nice feeling. Oh, well, it's well-deserved, Kezia. And like, you know, I, I said to Mar, I think I might have said it on the podcast, I I do sometimes see someone and think, oh, I think they're going to go on and do well. And then it has often come true. So I really hope that's the case for you because I, I loved watching you perform. I'm going to come to the tour. Um, I don't know if there's one that you can get to, Mark, as well. Uh, uh, maybe at the Derby. Could Are you be. doing a Derby show, Kezia? Or... Uh, our home show is going to be Nottingham. Um, but we have oh. literally just announced that that one has sold out. Um, but it was Ooh. very interesting. Unlucky, listen- Mark. It yeah. was interesting listening to your previous podcast about the, the so-called sold out bots. Because I very much had the same issue with my last tour. And so now whenever okay. we put out that a show is sold out, we basically use any word but sold out. <laughs> so this morning, yeah, we, this, morning really we went, this morning we went for no more room at the inn. <laughs> but yeah, nice. it's, a, it's oh, definitely okay. a, it's a thing. That it's, but they, they flag certain words. So yeah, just don't uh-huh. use the yeah, SO words. Yeah, because I... I was really confused by it. And then Mark was going, oh, yeah, it'll just be robots and whatever. And then we started blaming it on WD for one and all his mates. But, yeah, it's interesting to say that you've had the same thing. Okay, well, that's a good thing to remember in the future then. Yeah. It's just different ways of saying that it's sold out without saying it. But then I guess they'll, you know what these machines are like? They'll get wise to that, won't they? They'll start. Oh, they do. I've, I've already start... had to delete a few. You know, it's like miraculously yeah. after weeks and weeks of people not being able to get tickets suddenly there's about 30 oh we can't go anymore four tickets dm me <laughs> it's like no the robots are getting like that it's getting a bit jurassic park it's getting a bit like clever girl you yeah. know they're, they're, they're yeah. getting to the point they can open doors now <laughs> they're testing the fences yeah they are well listen <laughs> exactly I- I don't trust AI ever since I heard Johnny Cash singing Barbie Girl. Um, that was enough for me to completely go off AI. <laughs> Some of the voice changes now are hilarious. It's, it's, it's crazy. scary. It's, it's yeah. scary. And they can do them live. Yeah. yeah. To think yeah. where this could go, it's pretty scary. Yeah. It I really mean, is. WD41 is a bit shit because I threw him together in two days. But, um, but so he's like... Thankfully, he's got some limits on him. He's got like um, what was it in Star Wars where they had like these um, 
special clamps on them so that they couldn't have three free thought. Yeah. He, he's got one. It is, it's installed quite high up the chain, so, but God. he does have a ceiling, so he doesn't go completely off for us. So he should be fairly safe, but I, I can make no guarantees. Just, just food-based ba- food questions. <laughs> he just went yeah. to the internet. You've obviously gone Going on an interview in. somewhere and said, I love food. And he's gone, obviously. right, I'll grab that one. And he's, he's come up with a question. <laughs> like we say, he didn't always get it right. Um, before we go to him again, uh-huh. how, what's the best way p- for people to find out about the tour? Um, do you want to do the dates now? Or or should we just give out like a web address and then people yes. can go and have a look? So luckily I have quite an unusual name. So there's not too much traffic. Um, if you just search Kezia Gill, um, it will either take you to my website or sort of any recent publications. And Kezia Gill Tour will take you exactly where you need to be. Uh, we're doing eight cities Brilliant. across the UK. Uh, in October um, and we're kind of hitting a lot of the major ones. Nottingham has sold out and, and Bristol is extremely close to selling out um, but there's still tickets for Scotland and Manchester, Leeds, Birmingham and Norwich. So plenty of places and we're basically going to be performing the new album in full, uh, hence why it's called the Misfit Tour and there'll also be um, a few uh, a few little surprises as as I've become standard at a Kezia Gill gig. <laughs> Brilliant. Okay, Lovely. excellent. So yeah, definitely do check that out. I am going to try, I need to sort this out with you, Kezi, but I'm going to try and come to the London date because I, I really want to see the album live. Yes, I've been London. Listening to it loads. I forgot it's to great. mention London, but yes, well, that would be nice yeah. if you can make it. Yeah, you forgot the capital city of the country, but we, <laughs> I mean, we got there. Only, the only the, it gets uh, enough airtime. It doesn't need any more. Only the biggest right. night of the tour. <laughs> Let's see if WD41 can get this next one right. Fingers crossed. Here we go. Yeah, yeah. Good luck with that. Right. Right. WD41 is asking you, they say laughter is the best medicine. So can you share a funny musical anecdote from your career that never fails to make you giggle? Oh, gosh. A funny musical anecdote. You've put me on the spot there. I probably have loads, but I'm really terrible at this. It's just pulling something from the abyss of my mind. Well, Johnny asked me a similar question the other day, and I was sat there thinking, "There's thousands. How do I?" It's like Netflix. Well, while you're you can't thinking find of it, watch. while you're while you're thinking of it, let me just say something that made me laugh, which was that when I went out to do the the cruise, Mark, I think I forgot to uh-huh. tell you this. I flew to Italy, and on the flight was like an exchange trip coming back home. So imagine about thirty or forty kids that had all been on like a exchange to london or whatever that's probably what they're doing um they're all arriving back home which meant that in arrivals all their families were there really excited about like seeing them come back because they're like sort of like secondary school age or something like that right okay um i'm not talking like a mum or dad picking up their child i'm talking like the entire family coming to meet one child so the arrivals bit when i came out was absolutely it was like a circle pit (laughs) like monsters of rock it was absolutely (laughs) mental and i came out and i had my case and i had my guitar and everything i was really like getting moved about by all these people thinking what the hell is going on here and i was looking for my name (laughs) i I was looking for um you know someone holding a board up that said uh johnny awesome on it or whatever i couldn't see anything in the rest of it and i went through the thing didn't find it thought there must be somebody somewhere that's doing whatever had to go back into the pit back into the circle pit to try and look back again and see where people are holding things up anyway in the middle of all this stuff and there was absolute total bedlam like a movie this arm like reached in to the circle pit and just grabbed hold of me and said are you trying to get on the ship to do like the piano cruise and i was like yeah and then she like pulled me out it's like a film where someone goes <laughs> under the water and you think they're gonna die and then the hand just like plunges in and that was Kezia Gill. That's, that's how we met. That was Kezia Gill. And she was basically watching me with the other comedian that was on the ship going, that guy, he definitely looks like he's supposed to be like with us on the thing. And he's just totally gormless, like wandering around in all these people. But yeah, she, she literally plucked me out of this sea of people. And, yeah. uh, and then we went funny. and got our taxi. We, so. we saw him, we kind of clocked this slightly unsure guy, look, you know, looking around with, with a guitar case. That was kind of the big thing. And, well, and the the comedian Noel that we, I'd kind of met, because there's a guy that's standing with a sign with the ship on it, so we'd managed to find it quite quickly. 
And Holland sort of said, "Oh, I Nine. wonder if um, I wonder if he is the the other guy that we're waiting for." And I said, "I don't think so because he has walked. He's walked past us twice, and the guy holding up the sign with the name of the ship. Um, so I'm, I'm pretty sure that he's not with us." Anyway, he continued to kind of look terrified and panic stricken, and, and honestly, it's exactly how we described it. It was just throng of children and parents and Johnny so like mad. who's quite tall was just in the middle just yeah. looking around <laughs> furiously <laughs> and I said to Noel I went I was like I, a meerkat honestly I was like I don't even care if he doesn't speak English and I embarrass myself I, I need to go and ask this guy <laughs> so it was like I was doing the John Travolta meme thing where he's just kind of walking backwards and forwards not knowing he just where, looked where, so t- I mean it had been an early start for all of us like 4am you know the flight from Heathrow and yeah. he just looked so so relieved when I was like, "Are you joining the ship?" And he was like, "Yes." And I was like, "Come with me." I was so pleased that those two knew what they were doing. I was so out of it. So relieved. So yeah. What what amazing. what amazing character reference that is though. Like what a nice person, right? How many how many like rock stars on the brink of being superstars would like bother to come into the the mosh pit and save you? Not many. So that just just shows you what you're dealing with there. Class, you see. If it was Class. me, I would have watched for a bit just for comedy. You would have watched, you would have yeah, filmed yeah. it, Mark. You would have filmed it on your camera. I would have been that, just, just laughing, me, <laughs> laughing me bits off. It the sort of thing you send me, so look at this guy. Yeah. <laughs> I said, I said this, I mentioned this to Johnny. The last, was it the last time me, I saw you on the gig, Kezia? Was that the one with the, 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 the fucking Concord? Yes. Was that the last one? Was. Have we done one since? So that I, I turned up and like, yeah. Yeah, so that would have been 2019. British. So I'm trying to think if you'd have been on was any it? festivals since then. Um, Probably, yeah. But you know, why I've was like... Concord there? I don't understand that bit of it. Why was well, Concord we there? Were, we were where the Concord was. I knew it, it was at a. Air, it's like a sort of like an aircraft it's like museum an air, yeah, thing. Yeah, it's like an air hangar yeah. at Manchester Airport yeah. where they have one of yeah. the Concords um, and it's basically just on oh. display and it's it's an event hire space. So you can have corporate parties okay. and we were um, yeah. we were both at the awards. So the, the, B, the British Country Music Association had hired this event space um, and as part oh, of the kind right. of... Right, okay, got as it. part of the evening, it was all performed under the belly of Concord. It was fantastic. It's all up. Um, what uh-huh. they probably should have thought about is the fact that it was November and it was absolutely freezing. It was really cold, wasn't it? <laughs> you could Dude. see your breath. And we're all there in like awards gowns and it was so cold. Oh I just my. went in there. I just went in there and I'm like, where am I going to point these speakers? There's a plane in the room. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was cool, but it was also like freezing cold. I remember <laughs> you saying that. I tried to so it's just like... Hands are freezing. Honestly, I can't like I wish I'd brought like those, I was bus- those with buskers gloves. Sleeves over my hands. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that yeah. is a really good setting for a show. Did you get? Could you go on Concord and have a look at it, or was it all yeah. shut up? Yeah. So you yeah. got to go on, and you could sit. And there was, I think, all certain right. seats were uh, delegated to certain famous people. So the Queen had a certain seat, and uh, some of the royal family, some famous presidents had had seats. Uh, and it was really good. It was. It was. Oh, they were all there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All there for the British Country Music Awards. <laughs> <laughs> they love their country. The Queen. Stuffed like she always loves her country. <laughs> loves a <the> line dance. <laughs> well, that's absolutely brilliant. That's absolutely brilliant. It sounds great. Sounds really good. It was good, yeah. It was cold, but great. You know, just yeah. one of those gigs you turn up there and you're just like, really? Because I'll be honest with you. An airplane, lots of flat metal in the middle of an aircraft hangar, not potentially the best acoustic environment, if I'm being no. 100% honest with you. But I think we had a really good show out of it, from what it I remember. It was, and it was kind of... Yeah. It was the last big event that they did. Like, I feel like after COVID, they kind of scaled down the yeah. awards. There was a couple of closed yeah. ceremonies, obviously, when there was COVID. And now I think they're yeah. based in the Cavern Club in Liverpool, which is ultimately iconic, oh, really? but a, sm- a smaller setup. It's, yeah, it's tiny, yeah. It's a bit more industry-based. Yeah. So, But yeah, yeah, no, that that they were yeah. the good old days when uh, the budget was there to when, be thrown when away. You just have a gig <laughs> under a plane. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it sounds like the budgets were a bit different back then. <laughs> Wasn't everything pre-COVID? <laughs> just, yeah. just going back to um, what WD41 was asking there, have you ever had anything when you've been doing one of your tours or one of your live shows that's happened on stage where it's it's sometimes funny when like something happens and you know it as a band? Because I know you've got like a live band with you when you do it, and you can obviously front that, it's your, it's your thing. 
Um, but it's sometimes funny when something happens and it's like the audience doesn't necessarily know that something's happened, but it's funny when the band does. Do you know what I mean? Like there's a moment sometimes <coughs> where you, there's a bit of an in thing going on, like someone's missed a, just a note even or something. And like, Do you yeah. have anything like that with your band? Well, there's a couple of things like sometimes um if we're ever using tracks um with our shows we'll, we'll all be on the in-ears and obviously there's always basically the way in-ear monitors work uh, as a band on stage we can hear certain things like countings or tempos things like that that the audience can't hear and every now and again the drummer will will put like a funny sound bite or a meme on that only we can hear so just before i'm due to come in i'll get like hi in my ear <laughs> something <laughs> so, so that's <laughs> okay that is brilliant i've never heard yeah. that before yeah. so, so that's quite a good one but really yeah. thinking about there was one time when something made me laugh so bad i actually couldn't continue um and it was during uh -huh. um again going back to covid when we couldn't do any public facing shows i was doing live streams every friday um from my living room and it became a thing we became known as the friday night crew and it was very interactive because people can comment i can read the live comments and we'd do different themes to keep it interesting and this one particular week um i think it was rock week so we're doing all the big rock bands and people had um, started sending me little gifts and little sort of things to include on the podcast. Um, and there was a woman that um, crocheted dolls, kind of knitted woolen dolls. And she'd made a little Kezia and she'd made a little Lloyd, who's my husband, and she'd sent these dolls in. Um, and the Kezia doll, because it was a standing joke that I always used to do the podcast in my slippers. I had a pair of pink slippers. So this little doll of me it had a blue top on and it had short, I said, like pink flesh-coloured arms and she was holding two pairs of pink slippers um, and as I'm sort of showing everyone this doll the arm fell off the doll and I was like oh no this is so bad but I was trying to like style it out and I was like oh don't worry like my mum's very good at sewing so I pick the arm up and I'm like waving the arm around which is now just a long pink arm with two pink slippers on the <laughs> And I'm waving it round next to my face like this, completely oblivious. And the comments just went berserk. And everyone was just like, stop it. Stop waving this long pink arm with two pink <laughs> Your gesture's not helping. This is gonna end up on Reddit as well. <laughs> this is making me think of that scene in, um... Team America. Can you remember that scene I, in Team America with the two, with the puppets? Yeah, that's remember what that? it was they like. Remember that? Like a love-making scene when the puppets are just banging into each other. Everything. It's making me think of that. It's like a wall version of that. I was oblivious <laughs> to how bad it looked, but the waving yeah. of the arm and me going, "Oh, don't worry, we'll fix it, and I'll sew it from here." And I, the comments were like, "Kezia, oh my put God. the arm down." Yeah. <laughs> and then obviously all is it that ensued still, is that still on your page or did you delete it because that sounds like it needs to be watched or rewatched. Well, loads, loads of people were just sending screenshots of the moment where it just basically was me holding it was just and once they started posting them i was laughing so hard that i was just like Do you know what i can't sing living on a prayer now by bon jovi the moment is over rock week is done this cannot be topped <laughs> That's amazing. When you're in that situation, you can't, you've got to lean into it. You, you have to lean oh, into I it. Was, because I was you... crying. Like I had a very heavy black yeah. eyeliner look going on for Rock Week and it was uh -huh. streaming. And it was like the yeah, more I the it. more I laughed, the funnier everyone found it. And yeah. then it was just all the laughing, crying emojis. And when I say like the comments were just firing and I was like, what's so nice is in this, like this dark time when no one can leave the house. In houses all over the UK, yeah. People are just pissing themselves. <laughs> that, exactly. Like, That's the it goal. It was so nice. It was so nice. But yeah, I literally laughed the show to, the, to a close. It was so on, funny. On the upside, you could turn it into a five-minute craft for Cradle of Filth makeup as well, you know, <laughs> if, you, if you keep that footage. So it's, that's how you do it. All you need is, is, is a phallic woolen arm. <laughs> it just came from something so innocent as well. So that's innocent. the best bit about it. It, it came was, from like, I, the loveliest sort of granny-type thing. You turned it into total filth, Kezia Girl. That I mean, was like, what, what does that say about you? Right? <laughs> We've all got skills. We've all got skills. <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> also, this is this is a good segue into a, another question I had for you, which was, you have told me this, but I, I basically want you to tell Mark this and the listeners, because okay. it really, really made me laugh when you told me. Um, Saxy Sunday. <laughs> 
Which is as good as it sounds. Again, born out of lockdown. Don't leave anything out. (laughs) So, again, lockdown, I just feel like everyone was blessed with all this time that they'd never had. Um, Right. And something I've always wanted to do since I was very young is learn to play the saxophone. Right. So I was like, well, this is obviously as good a time as any. So managed to buy sort yeah. of like, you know, mid, mid-price mid range saxophone, watched all the YouTube tutorials, kind of started to master the basics and um, talking about it on my live streams and everything like that. People were really keen. They were like, oh, share some videos. So I was like, do you know what? It would be really good for me to set myself a weekly task of maybe covering certain songs or having a go um, and putting it out on social media as a sort of marker of my progress. So I started started up something called Saxy Sundays. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was just exactly that. Me showing my progress of how I was getting on with the saxophone on Sundays. But where I fell down is that I am terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Truly terrible <laughs> at the saxophone, <laughs> and I was. I'll, I'll broad- let you into I was broadcasting seventeen thousand people on my Facebook weekly. Yeah. Me yeah. like squeaking notes and like they're so bad. And in the end, I was like, guys, honking away. <laughs> just, <laughs> just uh, reverb is the only way. Oh my, my god! Like sixty percent of saxophones live on stage, and someone gets some blows into one. You're just like, oh my god, where's the reverb? So much <laughs> reverb. You just need it. You've got to go straight for it. And so much yeah. editing. Because I made the mistake the first few I did. I was like, I'm just going to do this live, and then I was like, no, no, uh-huh. this needs to be pre-recorded. I need to do fifty takes and then piece together <laughs> the notes. What are you like now? Does it come together? <laughs> Whoa! Is it like? Is it like? Tom Mark how it finished. It did not finish with Baker Street. Let me no, tell you that. I'd love is to it say. Like... <laughs> no, it finished mm-hmm. with a rather, a, a rather terrible rendition of Brenda Lee rocking around the Christmas tree, um, uh-huh. and <laughs> I went. I'm with, not oh, sure <laughs> anyone could make that sound good on the sax, even no, like the well, best the player thing. in the world. It's, it's got like that great saxophone solo, isn't it? You know, like the dancing scene in Home Alone. I was like, uh-huh. yeah, I'm yeah, going to yeah, go, yeah. go full throttle with this. And it was just so bad. And again, mm. I chose to do that one live on the Christmas live stream. And again, <laughs> just the crying face emojis. It were just like, Kezia, mm-hmm. you're really good at writing songs. Like you've got a great voice, but put the fucking saxophone down. <laughs> <laughs> Was that the last was one? It like, was it like, has somebody dropped a chocolate bar? Because this is a careless whisper. <laughs> <laughs> it was so bad. Did you have to stop after Christmas? Was it Christmas the last one? Is that how, did, you just, did it just yeah. finish? I, I, I put a public service announcement out. I was like, guys. It was just an injunction. <laughs> People got together and there was like a, a, an injunction. Just said, no. It was like, we do not support this anymore. Stop it. <laughs> she, was, she was losing She was losing a lot of followers. <laughs> losing yeah. followers. I've never had so many online. Wow. was on air. <laughs> oh, amazing. That's brilliant. I love well, that. you know what? Well done for trying, though. You know, you've got to give it a go. You never know. You could have, like, could have been a whole new thing. But I, I've, I've watched you live playing a guitar and singing. And I think, yeah, stick to that, mate. She is Honestly, quite good God at loves that, to yeah. try it. I mean, this was kind of the. The infuriating thing is because I grew up around music and I've always, like, I play piano or play tin whistle. Um, and I thought, oh, how hard can it be? You know, and apparently <laughs> it's, a, it's a whole well, different it's not art easy form. Yeah. 17,000 people can tell you that. And that. <laughs> <laughs> Quite so hard. Bad. Yeah, so bad. But I, I, I mean, I've kept it. It's, it's in the back of the cupboard gathering dust. You know, Saxy Sunders may still be re- resurrected, but certainly no time soon. <laughs> Yeah, it's the title as well that makes that whole story so good as well because you just think, while that's all going on. You, actually, you missed a bit out. You said to me when you were telling me about it, you said, I, I spent all week dreading Sunday. <laughs> I did. I was like... Dreading it coming round because I had to do another saxophone thing in front of my audience. I thought it was brilliant. It really made me laugh. It was a terrible time. Yeah. I, bet, I bet it gave a lot of joy to people. Oh, you know. undoubtedly. <laughs> all at my expense. But, you know, I'm the gift that keeps yeah. on giving. <laughs> Well, that's that's, that's 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 basically how I live my life. Like that's one thing I realised when I became like a, a pro comedian was that when something really awful happens, you know, you normally think, "Oh my god, this awful thing," but now you think, "Well, that's the material content." And it's, it's <laughs> actually, you know, like I always think, "Well, I can tell Mark about that on Wednesday." So um, you know, that's something. Should we have another question? Yeah, let's have another one. Come on, WD, wake up. 
Wow. If you were to organise a musicians versus aliens battle, which famous musician would you pick as your teammate to defeat the extraterrestrial invaders? Oh, gosh. God, that is uh, a, it's a twist on the, the zombie question. apocalypse team, It is isn't a little it? bit, isn't it? Um, mm-hmm. I feel like... I feel like Tina Turner would never let me down. And I'm thinking yeah. like, I'm thinking like the kind of Thunderdome get up. Do you know what I mean? Oh, and I'm just yeah, thinking yeah. like that kind of warrior energy. Um, and that, I just feel like... That's a powerful woman. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I feel like yeah. I would happily go into battle with Tina Turner against any aliens or otherwise, to be fair. Uh, I don't think there's many people yeah. that would take her on. And, you know, She's, if all um, else failed, I'd die next to my hero. So... <laughs> Do you know what? I She's think that would be a great. I think that would be a great Kezia Gill song. I would go. I would happily go into battle with Tina Turner. I also yeah. think that's a great T-shirt. <laughs> I, think I would buy a T-shirt. That you said, might I would just... happily go into battle with Tina Turner. What that a great might be the episode. That, that might be the episode name now. You might have yeah, just coined actually, it. I would happily you might go have just into found battle the title with there. Tina. Yeah, but I could hear you singing about that. I think that could be quite good. Like in a. Just paint some picture of a total apocalypse, Mad Max type situation. That, you and Tina yeah, on the front line. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Like, Something in that. I mean, the look yeah. is strong, yeah. Great isn't answer. it? Yeah. yeah. I've oh, always yeah. loved Tina, but it wasn't until I watched a documentary about her. I think it was a Sky Arts one that I realised she was totally a rock star. She, you know, I think yeah. because of all her later work. Yeah, but what I mean is like because of all of her later work, and you think of like simply the best and all sorts of things, and a lot of her sort of like really big like hits and the way they're produced and stuff there's so much footage of her performing um earlier days in that documentary that i kind of and knocking around with rolling stones and people like mm-hmm. that and i sort of thought she is you know she she did sort of, i suppose become like a sort of a huge household name and she was you could look at it as like a, a pop star or whatever but really she was like she was like rock i think like yeah. really rock singer rock star yeah. you know what i mean like and i think that on the on the surface and i think like just how people just instantly think of tina turner i think that gets a bit missed sometimes it did by me i did i just didn't realize she was such a sort of band live kind of you know an incredible life ups and downs you know yeah it it was really if you read about her life or to some there was a couple of sort of biopic films that were quite good a couple i think have been done now but she's a phenomenal woman Incredible. Yeah, and I think for yeah. me, like I've always she's found her foot to the floor till the end. Oh as yeah, well. and I've Incredible. always found her so inspirational. Not only as a as a woman that's creating music, but as a slightly mm-hmm. older woman. Um, not mm-hmm. old as in old, but you know, I'm I'm no Billie Eilish. Um, and I think the fact that she mm-hmm. didn't actually break as an independent rock yeah. star until like 41, 42, after being with the uh, Ike Review. Um, and coming back from yeah. that and having nothing but her name. And then it was the likes of yeah. um, the Rolling Stones, David Bowie, a lot of British artists that kind of got yeah, behind yeah. her. I mean, she she was... Yeah. Uh, so I'm 35. So at my age, mm-hmm. she was a cabaret singer in Vegas and she was singing in club rooms. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was like, I thought I'd never get out of that. And it's the amount of times I've kind of thought, oh, you know, you're getting a bit old now. Like you're starting to, you know, you're on the wrong side of 35 and... But no, she did it. So that's what that's what keeps me creating music and keeps me trying to trying to make something of myself. She's massively inspirational, and like I said, she, she, she's for, yeah, so badass. Go on, she's, go on. She's no, honestly, badass. I just think she, I'm 42, so so there's still hope for me at this point. Hope for all of us, Mark. See, <laughs> yeah. I heard an interview with uh, <laughs> yeah. Just leave me out, guys. <laughs> I. Uh, I heard an interview with Steel Panther or the singer from Steel Panther and he was talking about how they used to have a residency in Vegas and play in Vegas mm-hmm. and they used to call being in Vegas as a band they used to call it the Velvet Coffin and what they meant by that was it was like mm. luxury and this like sort of like deluxe thing but if you stayed there you were basically just going to you know go into the ground and sort of die mm-hmm. there like yeah like you know on the on the surface they said they were driving around in these like nice cars and they were staying in like the biggest suites and the rest of it but actually they weren't getting anywhere at all so yeah it's interesting you just said that it's a similar thing you know and then musical they sort of, stasis they yeah. had to come away from it to 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 get that band going yeah, yeah. it's it's funny uh, it's a it's a really interesting analogy because i've had this conversation um 
really, I mean, I, it's like take it back to the cruise ships. Um, I'm so fortunate that I get to work on the cruise ships doing both cover work and my original material. I get to travel all over the world. And I've said before, that in itself would be such a rewarding career to be able to do that mm -hmm. full time. And people I know that do this yeah. full time, they'll do like 20, 30 cruises a year and like they're never off the ships. Mm. And, and again, it can be so tempting to just say, that's the life I want to lead. Same with kind of the cabaret circuit, playing places like London or hotels, big money for short sets. It's such a cozy little thing that you can get into. Booked in and safe. Exactly. Yeah. And sort of doing original music is always the out in the cold option. Um, but I had that exact thing when I worked in Lanzarote for seven years. And I was lead singer of a resident band. We did six nights a week. There was no sort of carrying your gear. There was no long drives. There was no pitching for shows. Mm. Every night of the week, I'd just go down, flick my guitar on, flick my keyboard on. And I was on great money. And I got to 25 and I said to my husband, if I don't leave this island now, I will never leave. I will never go. If I don't yeah. go and try and do my own music, which meant going home and living with my parents, singing for no money because there's you know arguably not a lot of money when you're trying to start out and you're doing your own thing um and it was like always if i don't do it now i never will so i totally get that coffin analogy um because it can get yeah. really it can get really cozy doing stuff like that well i'm glad you did mate i'm glad you did <laughs> and i still get to do the odd cruise I'm glad so it wasn't it's all in good <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you could, yeah, you, a, a quick fleeting visit with with the velvet coffin isn't too bad. Oh, it? a little lie down, you know, just no, dip, in, down. dip out. <laughs> yeah. As long as I don't fact, shut the lid, fact, you're all right. Yes. <laughs> going back to that, going back to that Sean Ryder book, which is I really recommend it. It's very funny. It's called How to Be a Rockstar. There's a story in that when he said he stayed at someone's house. He was like obviously totally off his face because it's Sean Ryder, and like nearly all the stories are, are from sort of back in the day when he used to be like that. And he was he said he was just so tired, and the only place that he could find to sleep was um, in a coffin because they, they were about to have a funeral and the body hadn't been like brought over from the thing or whatever and there was a coffin in the house and he said so I just got in the coffin for a kip <laughs> he said I think the bloke who, who lived there was all right with it or something I was just thinking god that is so how could you relax and go to sleep being in a coffin well, that just sums up Sean Ryder that's quite a lot say, of drugs I would imagine yeah exactly Sean I think we know Ryder. the answer actually it's the most Sean Ryder thing I've ever heard <laughs> Wow. Oh, the, the book is just it, it's really funny it's just full of things like that just full of stuff like that just crazy things but um yeah no i think that's um that's some interesting stuff and sometimes it is about taking that leap in order to you know to get to you know what you really want and like you know and also you know if it like anything if you try and do it and it and it doesn't work out it's better to have, have done that and sort of think well i gave it everything i tried everything rather than you being Lan lanzarotti yeah. you know and and much much older in the future thinking oh maybe i could have done this or maybe i could yeah, have played under concord or you know. it's the kind of it's it's the rocking chair sort of analogy isn't it when you start rocking at the end yeah. of your years you want to look back and say do you know what i had a bloody good go um and yeah i always say like going back to your previous comment about you know things are really going well for you i, I have always said since i was very young i will either make it or i will die trying and i hope that's one thing people people will either say she only went and did it or i'll be able to say mm. i had a really good go at it um and i get to say i get to travel all over the world i get to sing my own songs i get to tour um, i get to meet great people like yourself and do great things like this um and it's i'm really fortunate i really am very grateful for it. Well, let's have another question, but I'm I'm I honestly do think that it will pay off. I think I think it's gonna come in. The boat ship is gonna come in. <laughs> <laughs> we got a we're gonna get a jar and every time one of us says boat. Yes. <laughs> right. WD, you still there, mate? <clears throat> Okay, so W says, they say musicians can find inspiration in the most unexpected places. Can you tell us about the strangest or funniest place you found musical inspiration? Um, that is true. I do. I find it everywhere. Um, it's usually sort of things that people will say or um, mm -hmm. lit like literally it happened last night. I was watching Yellowstone. <laughs> Of all things, right. okay. um, all the Western yeah. dramas are available. Um, and uh -huh. somebody said on it, 
uh, it's like two businessmen and they're in a meeting and one of them says to the other, oh, you're dancing with the devil on that one, talking about a deal. So, so you know, you're dancing mm-hmm. with the devil on that one. And he just turned around really mm-hmm. cool and went, there's no angels left to dance with. And I was like, boom, <laughs> if that's not a country song, I don't know what is. Went straight in the yeah. notes, straight in the notes. So that is the, that's yeah. the next song I've got to have a go. I thought, what a line. Dancing with the devil. I think it's going to be a duet, you and Kevin Costner together. I think so. I think so. I need to like DM It is Kevin Costner, isn't it? It is, in yeah, it is. is. it Kevin it Costner? Is. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, okay. literally, I can be sat watching telly. Um, I saw one once. I can't think off the top of me off the top of my head what it was but I was in a Panda Express in America which is basically like an oriental takeout place um, and they've got like uh, the fortune cookie pictures on the wall of all the you know the kind of mantras and morals and sayings and I took pictures of about four of them because I was like I'm going to write a song basically based on these fortune cookies <laughs> <laughs> you know if one's about like life's road and enjoying the journey don't, don't worry yeah. about the destination and learn to dance in the rain and all that crap so yeah, yeah. literally anything from a Chinese takeaway to a, a night in with Netflix I will I will get inspiration I mean- that's the great thing about country music. You've got a lot of remit and grabbing for certain <laughs> stuff like that, haven't you? Yeah. I mean, you know, we've all, you know, the one about like your dog being dead and your, your wife left you. Yeah, that that one, that's been done to death. So, you know, you can grab. I think it's going to get to the yeah. point when Kezi's like a big star, it's going to get to the point where the label's going to be like, right, we need another album. She's going to be like, oh, okay, fine. <laughs> gonna go in the studio, get a great big box of fortune cookies. Let's <laughs> put it down on the desk. <laughs> yeah. the first one out, break it. It's gonna say something like, "You may be on the wrong road, but there are other roads." Or something. She'll be like, "Right, it's a country here song." Here we go. And then, like ten minutes later, is a brand new country song about roads. We, we play this game. <laughs> we, we do this. Like me and some of the guys that I work with on the regular for different companies. We have this sort of game where somebody will say something and it will just sound like a band name or or a difficult third album or something like that and <laughs> yeah my, my alan he's got he's got a list on his phone of hundreds of these yeah. and they're just they're, they're gold and we were you know after we packed up the, the show and stuff we were going through them in the vip bar afterwards just in stitches at them i think the one the last one i added to it was um functional pergola which are, are definitely <laughs> playing upstairs at the dog next week <laughs> That's for a conversation. Does anyone know what a pergola's for? Because I keep seeing people posting them. They've, they've made them in their it's, garden. I'm like, yeah, there's no some, roof on it. What's it for? Some kind of wallless structure, isn't it? That's just the top. Well, it's got a thing, yeah. Like, yeah. Was, one of someone was saying that you're supposed to grow stuff over it. Like a rubbish said, well, bandstand. lid on it. <laughs> but with a like... hole. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I said, you I put a lid on it and a chimney and put a barbecue under it. Functional oh, pergola. It's, it's like... It's got a roof, usually hexagonal or some form, and then just it's on uh, struts, slats. would you say? Slats. And oh, you say okay. you barbecue yeah, under yeah, them yeah. or like grow but stuff off them. The, you know, it's just beams. The most, the most, the most, it's the most yeah. middle-aged thing you'll Mid- ever purchase. Yeah. <laughs> middle-aged, middle-class. Yeah. They're sprouting up everywhere. In it. Yeah. yeah. It's Functional funny, we had them. Again, going back to my live streams, I used to um, play the keyboard, which you can see behind me. Um, and we used to have uh-huh. kind of like a comedy feature where, because um, I love playing piano, uh, but the, the fun thing is with using keyboards, they come with some truly terrible inbuilt rhythms, like everything from salsa uh-huh. to big band to poker to bluegrass. And oh, yeah. I would yeah. um, do like really bad keyboard demos and play them. And I remember it was one week and it fell over Easter and... I used to just say the boys in the band. I'd say, look, we're going to get the boys in the band in. We're going to do a quick step or a foxtrot. We're going to get the boys in the band in. Uh-huh. And because it was Easter, somebody just commented out of the blue, um, we should call them the Hot Cross Bun Boys. <laughs> and that was it. It stuck. So now wherever I go, people ask me if my set will be featuring the Hot Cross Bun Boys. <laughs> just, that it, sounds like a different kind of show to me. The Boss and Over Hot Cross Bun Boys. The Boss and Over Hot Cross Bun Boys. It just became a thing and it was yeah, always it made sounds... me laugh. But again, it's like such a context thing. So anyone that wasn't there at the time would be like, what? <laughs> you had to be there. Boss and Over Hot Cross. Didn't she play second oboe for Mud on the Chap? You see, this is the game. That's the game right there. <laughs> I love it. I went to a wedding yesterday and uh, the best man, he, he did a brilliant speech. It was so funny. Um, one of the things he talked about was how he used to be in a band with 
the guy that was getting married and then one other guy and it was like back when they were at school that you know they didn't do anything but they were called pedestrian crossing that's what they were <laughs> called but the that's way he crazy. did it the way he spoke about it was so funny he basically was talking about it as if they were like a massive band and like <laughs> is it that had split off a long time ago so at one point he went so yeah he was like totally he's really good at doing deadpan and he went um so yeah you are sat in the room today with the original members of pedestrian crossing like that and obviously everybody was just like going what and i find it really funny i thought this yeah. is such a good joke like no one knows what you're talking about but he's pretending it's like you are in the band with the original you know you're in the room with like the original e street band or whatever and go, oh my god that's amazing he was like we're the original pedestrian crossing and it was like you know just a sort of in joke for him and his Brilliant. mates that were in that band but yeah i found it really funny i thought it was lovely Brilliant. OG Ped i think we've probably got time for yeah, I think we've probably got time for one more question um, right. before we play out with a with a with a Kezia song. Okay, right. Do, should should we actually one. have a serious question or a or or, or or a jovial question? What what should we what should we ask WD for? Let's have a let's have a jovial let's keep, one. Let's keep the yeah, keep like. the fun going. I reckon okay. we're having a right laugh, aren't we? Let's keep the jovial going. <laughs> keep the fun going. Okay, keep the fun um, going and the magic. Let's have a Let's have a quick um, <laughs> chat with WD. Um, okay, All right. WD four one. Can we have can we have a jovial question, please? Okay. So WD four one says, if you could form a band with talking animals as your band members, which animal would play each <laughs> instrument, and what quirky genre would you perform together? There we go. Nice okay. and easy one to answer. Okay, so I'm I'm immediately gone Disney with this. Immediately, that's where yeah. my head goes. Yeah. Um, and I'm thinking, like, again, I'm quite a practical thinker, so I think there's got to be some form of octopus on the drums. Imagine the fills. Good. Yeah. Are yeah. you getting me? Yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Um, I like and that. I feel like specifically maybe like a Jamaican Rastafarian octopus, like with the dreads and and the, and the hat. I think that would be uh -huh. a really cool look, and it'd have some like really tight grooves. So that's happening in the back. Uh -huh. um, now the bass is usually quite a serious but cool guy. So I'm trying to think of a really uh -huh. cool animal now. I'm thinking like a sloth. <laughs> that is a very I, slow walking bass yeah, line. Yeah, I, I don't know if we'd be able to keep time. If I'm honest, no. the sloth. Okay, a sloth on on cocaine. Cocaine sloth. <laughs> They're playing upstairs with the dog next week. Yeah, they're, they're on next week. The cocaine sloth. Um, I think I think some kind of wolf could make quite a cool bass Ooh. player. Yeah. I think like yep. shades. Okay. Maybe just the yeah, waist. With the sunglasses. Yeah, wolf is shades. Did, okay, just going to stop. Did anyone imagine the bassist not wearing sunglasses? <laughs> no. 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 For me, Never. it was either a bear or a hippo in sunglasses. That's where I was going. Okay. I, a wolf, I, see, I like. I see you trying. I think a wolf. Yeah. I think like the low glasses. Maybe uh -huh. some kind of waistcoat. I just think it's super cool with it. A good little grey beard, maybe. Just, yeah. You know. Yeah. Soul, got one of them. I think, I think the wolf would have. Wolf's got his collar up. Hundred percent. <laughs> Can I get a soul wolf T-shirt, please? <laughs> <laughs> I'd like a Soul Wolf T-shirt for Christmas. With the collar up? Make it happen. Or, yeah, collar up. Popped um, collar Soul yeah. Wolf. Yeah. <laughs> All right. This is the best. Okay, Who's so on guitar? So, okay, right. We've got the rhythm. Who's and on sax? We've got, we've got R&B sorted. Right. Drum space. Um, <laughs> so sax, I want... Come on. It's a big one. It's a big roll. Uh-huh. I'm gonna go gorilla sax, big fat gold chain. Ooh. Um Oh, yeah. And I just yeah. think like and what'll be funny is massive gorilla, massive arms, massive little tiny yeah, alto small sax. sax. Little tiny yeah. sax. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Just that's tuning what... it like a kazoo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. So so I think that's a strong one. I think uh rhythm kind of lead guitar. Again, it's it's a bit edgy, isn't it? It's a bit out there. I'm gonna go meerkat. Um, oh yeah, meerkat. He, like he pops up for his solo. And he just pops up for a solo. Where's he going? Yeah, yeah, then like he'll that. just pop up, and he's like, there he is with his yeah. little solo. Um, yeah. I feel it's like he, he wears his guitar quite high. Do you know what I mean? His little arms. Yeah. I think that's that's a look. Um, uh -huh. I'm obviously, I'm obviously on lead vocals, but um, 
Uh-huh. I think yeah. we're go- I think we're going to finish off with uh, three crayfish for BVs. Um, I think that'll be like <laughs> a car, like yeah, a car nice. wash, car wash vibe. Yeah. Uh, little pink yeah. sparkly number. I think that's the lot. Oh, you get a big lobster on keys, ironically. <laughs> just, <laughs> just two big claws. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No dexterity. Yeah, that's not going to work on the audio not. version of the podcast, is it? <laughs> They'll have to picture what went on there. What? <laughs> what are you going to call this band, though? Um, well, it's going to be. <laughs> I mean, I feel, I feel again very on the spot. It's going to be Kezia Gill featuring. I think it should be Kezia Gill and the... Oh, Kezia Gill and the... Jungle Jamboree. Official. Massive. I'd go and see it. (laughs) Just for the Facebook page. Imagine the rider. Imagine the rider. Imagine what that lot would want. There'd probably be no weirder than most of the ones that I get through when I'm doing festivals. What do you mean? Is it? What do three crayfish want on a rider? That's what I want to know. What just, do they want? Just three what do they really want? Giving it that, like, in the background. I like the way that they're in the tank and they just pop up, do the vocal yeah. and go back under again. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I, yeah, think yeah. It, I think yeah, it says a lot it. about me as an artist that that was my favourite question of the whole interview. <laughs> well, WD41, he, he doesn't, he doesn't he disappoint. He did not. He, he no. took it, all, he took it up on the high Somehow... Somehow he always pulls it out the bag. He does. Um, we always discover something about him. When Frank Turner was on, we worked out that he smokes Marlboro um, WD-41. Well, Galois like, rolled in his jatan whilst his yeah, it, it girlfriend out. throws his clothes out the window in black and white. That's Yeah, you need to listen to the episode, but basically we realised that He's like a heavy smoker. Yeah. Um, so that came out. But it's yeah, just that, a wrong one. I think he's done He's done brilliant questions today. And Kezia, you've been such a great guest. We know that you've got to go to do something else. So we are going to wrap this. But before we go, um, can you tell us about the song that you picked? I asked you to do this, but I asked you to pick a song so we could play out with one of yours. But can you tell us about it before we play it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, thank you so much for having me today, guys. It's, it's been a blast. Um, and You're very welcome. It's it's it's. A real pleasure to to have this this song on the show. It's basically the title track of my album Misfit, which was released a couple of weeks ago. Um, the title track being called Misfit, and it's a little bit of a celebration um, of of my music and me where I feel like I am at the moment as an artist. Kind of spent quite a few years trying to figure out where I belong. Uh, in terms of genre, I love country music. I love Americana, but I'm very heavily influenced by by rock and blues. I love listening to soul, and I was starting to find it quite challenging to just fit into one box. So I decided to kind of smash the walls down and embrace the fact that it's kind of okay to be a little bit of everything and not quite fit anywhere. So here is Misfit. <laughs> brilliant! Thanks very much for being a brilliant guest. We will be back next week with a normal podcast, but for now. The amazing Kezia Gill and Misfit. Go and buy tickets for the tour as well while you're listening to it. She takes a breather She doesn't know the moves 
but she can sing the blues. It's looking like she really might have nothing left to lose. Only the lonely knowledge. 